0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits your Tuesday, April 12th edition. We have a nine-game main slate on tap for you this evening. It should be a fun one as always. There's some day action. Uh, there's some 340 Pacific, 640 Eastern games, but the nine-game main slate starts at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time, as we are used to in this wonderful world of DFS. Hope everybody had a good Monday. The day slate went very strong. The evening slate's been fun. Overall, to start the year, we can just all agree: pitching's a mess. Pitching's a disaster. We're going to navigate the minefield and make our way through all the fun. If you ever have any questions, though, you can hit me up on Twitter at bdentric or join us in the free Fantasy DGNs Discord. It's free, Fantasy DGNs Discord. Just hit me up. I'll get you the link, and we'll make that happen. If you guys give a rate and review to iTunes for MLB DFS Quickets, I'd appreciate it. And for you season-long fantasy baseball players, and heck, it helps you DFS players out as well. Bench with Velvet Podcast coming to you a few times a week for your more fantasy baseball action. Give it a little rate and review as well. If you prefer to watch the podcast, check them out on YouTube, the fancy Djens YouTube channel. Give it the old subscribe, the thumbs up. We'd really appreciate all that fun stuff. All right, let's get cracking. Nine games slate to get you through for your Tuesday. We got the the Jays at the Yankees total of 10 between Cortez and Kikuchi. Brewers Orioles, total of nine. Marlins, Angels, nine. Nats, Braves, nine and a half. Dodgers twins nine. Royals Cardinals eight and a half. Rockies, Rangers, ten and a half. Padres, Giants, seven and a half. I mentioned a few more totals like Dodgers, Twins, and others, but it's going to be a fun, fun slate to attack. And there's a couple spots I am absolutely in love with. We have some random spot starters coming up on this slate. There's just so many things that are going to go incredibly wrong, right? We'll see. But we're going to get you set up to get you in the right path. Pitching on this slate, Udarvish is 10-1. He leads the way. If you want to go to you, I I don't blame you. The Giants offense talked about it with the uh, – on, uh, on Monday's – for Monday's show uh, with Martinez, and it wasn't so bad. He pitched pretty well early on. It's like the fifth inning there right now as I'm recording. But uh, he's he's been good enough at 5900 bucks. Now Hugh Darvish is 10-1. That's a little different, but still we saw him carve through the D-backs. Um, he might have some success here. I don't feel like I need to pay for Hugh Darvish at 10-1 on this slate, but if you want to play uh, cash, you could probably go with Darvish because, you know, he could hope for five, six innings compared to other pitchers on this slate, especially that might not make it five or six innings. So Darvish at 10 to 10, one, if you want to, you can, I'm going to pass Eric Lauer at $9,100, a very intriguing GPP play going up against Baltimore and Orioles team. That's you know, not the most offensively, you know, great team in baseball right now. It's more of a pitcher's ballpark, especially in left field. So against left-handed pitching that should benefit Lauer as well. He had a great 2021 campaign, a pretty decent start in spring training. And, um, He's going to be very expensive on DK where most won't play him. If you're playing FanDuel, though, I believe he's like $7,900. And that's pretty nice. That's pretty nice for Eric Clower. So keep him on your radar, especially in tournaments uh, at 9100 bucks on DK. And a, a nice little value on FanDuel. Now, some cheaper options. Patrick Sandoval at $7,900. Not the best spring training for Patrick Sandoval, the Irish Panda. But uh, he's uh, he pitched phenomenal last year. Big change-up stuff. Big swing and miss stuff. Facing a Marlins offense. You can slice and dice and have some fun fun with Michael Lorenzen's dealing on him tonight. The Giants had their way with him for three games in San Francisco. So um, Patrick Sandoval, he has been known to give up some offense from time to time, especially the long ball. Tons of strikeouts though, comes in very very affordable at seventy nine hundred dollars. Jesus Lazardo at seventy three as well. Same game, lots of upside. We saw the spring, the hype that came with Jesus Lazardo. The velocity has improved, the pitch mix is great. If he can carry that, that's going to be just tremendous. Uh, Mike Trout was scratched on Monday with a stomach bug. We'll see if he uh, returns on Tuesday. Joe Adele hit his first home run of the season, so it was good to have Adele join the dong party. That's always good. But um, if you want to go Lazardo at $7,300, that's a nice little discount for his upside. Just hope he uh, can rein it into the regular season and use what he used in the spring training to get the hype back to the prospect that everybody wanted to see uh, in this season. So $7,300, I expect it to be more expensive on this slate. Nice little discount. My favorite play on this slate, and it's surprising he's only $7,000, says Alex Cobb. He was filthy this spring training. He was really good at times last year, too, while he was healthy, but filthy this spring. The splitter is a splitter. We know how effective that can be when used properly. But the velocity in spring training, he was throwing, I believe, 95+, plus, which is big for Alex Cobb. And that kind of increased velo just gets strikeouts bonanza. And he had tons of them in spring training. So Alex Cobb with $7,000 going against his Padres offense. It's pretty abysmal. Um, we saw Alex Wood. He got through four, but he had uh, six Ks through three, which is pretty darn pretty darn good. So i like me some Alex Cobb at $7,000. If, if he blows up, so be it. That's the way things are going these days. But you can definitely have some fun there for sure with Alex Cobb. Uh, a couple others like Patrick Corbin in tournaments, I guess, if you need to. Daniel Lynch against um, – St. Louis at $5,500 would be my punt of the night if you need it. St. Louis offense has been good. You know, Tyler O'Neal, Goldie, Arenado, uh, even, even Bader and company, DeYoung, They don't make me feel warm and fuzzy facing Daniel Lynch, but Lynch has a ton of strikeout upside. St. Louis doesn't usually strike out a ton versus lefties, but 5500 bucks if you're looking to punt, you can go that route. But for me, it's pretty kind of cut and dry at pitching unless we see some ownership changes or some lineups that are intriguing when things come out on Tuesday, but if you want to pay up for Darvish, sure. I think Lauer is a really good tournament play if you want to pay up because no one's going to really – well, no one. Not many will roster him at $9,100, so I guess that's kind of intriguing. But Sandoval, Lazardo, Cobb. Love Cobb. Love Cobb a lot. The other, it's a big GPP slate, but if you're going cash, I'd go like Lauer, Darvish, or one of Lauer and Darvish and Alex Cobb. That would be my cash builds for you. But lots of good tournament plays, especially cheap-wise – which allows you to pay for bats, and we have some bats to love, especially stacking up-wise, and they're not all cheap. So let's get to those bats on this slate. Will Smith for the Deuters at the catcher position at $4,400 against Chris Archer. The Dodgers will be very much in play after a bummer of a series in Colorado. This will be a nice little get-right spot against Chris Archer in Minnesota. A few cheaper options, though, like Max Stasi, if you're not using Los at $3,700, not a bad play. He can crush left-handed pitching, so he's one to keep an eye on as well. And then the farther down you go, like, uh, you know, Higashioka at 32. Could be a nice lower owned play against Kikuchi. Kikuchi's been up a lot of long balls, so that could be a spot there. Elias Diaz or Martin Perez at $3,100. bucks. we are going to go heavy back on Colorado. We saw how Colorado-Texas game stack worked beautifully during the day games on Monday. Going right back to it on Tuesday. Hopefully it's lesser-owned uh, with uh, nine games on the slate. Total of 10.5. Elias Diaz at 31 is a nice piece of that pie as well. And then, you know, maybe Ryan Jeffers gets to start for Minnesota. He's 2700 That can be something to look at. Uh, Joey Bart, if you are fading, Darvish is only 25. He'd be one as well for you on this one. And then where is El Gary? For tournaments, I'll always say it, especially against a guy like Heaney, a lefty that gives up bombs, tons of fly balls, tons of home runs. In a tournament, Gary Sanchez at 3K is a very good tournament play. He could easily, again, 0 for 4, three strikeouts, but tons and tons and tons of power in that department. So really intriguing spot there. First base position, Toronto's always in play. Toronto's always a stack. Don't want to have to say this every show, but I will. So Vladito at 61 if you want to. They're very expensive. Um, So just keep that in mind. Like Goldie at 55 is your stack in St. Louis. Um, St. Louis won't be – this is the funny part. Like Lynch, we know a lot of strikeouts can get hit. I don't think St. Louis will be that popular because of other options, honestly, and they're expensive. So if you believe that they're going to get to Lynch, phenomenal tournament stack. Goldie at 55 would be one of those guys to lead the way there. Uh, Brandon Belt's interesting, but – Rizzo at 47. Rizzo can at lefty's just fine. So see if he's in the lineup and see how that one pans out. But CJ Corona, 43. He went to, to ding dong city on Monday, had a big game. He's 4,300 bucks. A really good price point for you there. Um, don't mind Miguel. So no one tournament similar to the Gary Sanchez talks, Gary's three K, but so now at 41 is that tournament appeal versus the lefty, uh long ball thrower batting practice pitchers. What I like to call Andrew Heaney, who, you know, he proves me wrong like five times a year. So we'll see if it's this one out the gate, but more often than not, we do very well targeting Andrew Heaney. Uh, the cheaper first baseman, if you want some, like if you believe Eric Hosmer starts great, sure. But Connor Joe's 3100 bucks. He's first base outfit eligible. He went deep for the second time this year on uh, Monday. He's been a big piece of some fantasy offenses. And then um, Keston Hira at 2100 bucks. Alexander Wells is getting the start for Baltimore. So as a lefty on the bump, Keston Hira should get the start. He stole a bag on Monday. He'd be a super super value at twenty one hundred bucks. The overall Milwaukee offense has been dreadful, kind of surprising because they're better than this. But uh, maybe a guy like Alexander Wells in Baltimore can get them going on Tuesday. But he's only twenty one hundred bucks for Kesson here nice little discount if you need to punt. Not saying you're going to need to, but if you do, not the worst thing. Uh, second base position: Marcus Simeon at fifty four for stack in Texas against Chad Cool. Good on you, cool bro. So uh, yeah, I'm with you with Marcus Simeon on that one. Hori Polanco at five k. Love Minnesota stack plong got another big game on Monday. He's having a great start to the season. Switch hitting there against Heaney at $5,000. You got Ozzy Albies versus a lefty at 47. That's always a phenomenal play as well, leading off for of the Braves versus the lefty. Um, as you slide on down to the 4K and below, Glaber Torres at 41 is not horrible against Kikuchi. If you're stacking the Yankees, wouldn't use him as a one-off but a decent stack piece if you so choose. A few other ones for you. Brendan Rodgers had a rough start to the season. He's 3,600. If you're stacking Colorado, I would probably stack differently, but he will be one of the lower-owned pieces if you're in a big field tournament. If you're in a smaller tournament, one max, three max, stuff like that, you probably don't need to get cute with a Brendan Rodgers. But if you're in the uh, 20 maxes and bigger, some Brendan Rodgers exposure would be good to uh, differentiate a bit for your Colorado action. And let me slide on down here. Santiago Espinal, he's second-base shortstop for Toronto. Uh, Should be getting another start. He's been starting over – He's been starting over Biggio a lot for Toronto. He's been playing pretty well to start the season here. He's only $2,500. He's a really good value. I love Nestor Cortez, don't get me wrong, but $2,500 for um, Espinal is a really good play, especially if Toronto does get it going. That's a a big piece to have there. Third base, you got Aaron Otto at 51. Talked about him earlier with that potential Goldie and company and that St. Louis stack of being kind of sneaky. Josh Donaldson at 49, Austin Riley at 47, both those type of plays as well. A few others for you, though. Um, when you get down, so you got some those guys up top. If you want those, but some savings you could look at on this slate at third base. Um, you know, like Luis Arias, probably not. I'd rather go. I'd rather roll the dice on Ryan McMahon for a contrarian play because people see lefty lefty and go a different way. But he's four K, and that can be a nice little piece of Colorado. But Brad Miller, third base outfield eligible. He leads off for Texas for right-handed pitching, so he should be leading off. He's been crushing it to start the season. In his opportunity, he's got two home runs already, five RBIs. He's averaging 12 fantasy points per game in his three-game starting. All three games he started, he's hit safely in all three games. So big, big stuff there for Brad Miller, 34 Hundo against Colorado, and Chad Cooley's third-base outfield eligible. If you're stacking Minnesota, Gio Urshela's been hitting fourth or fifth every game. He's been super productive. He's doing it without the long haul because the tables are getting set for Gio Urshela, and he is producing over 12 DK points per game so far. I'm very, very productive in the middle of that order getting knocks, driving in runs. He even actually did hit a home run on opening day. So your Urshela at 3400 bucks is a nice piece there that will get overlooked in Minnesota, and he's very cheap. So a nice piece of your Minnesota stack for Urshela. Other than that, when you slide down the third base position, Bobby Witt Jr. is a great value. I'll keep saying this over and over again. I know he's not hitting for a high average yet. I get it. He I don't even know if he got a knock on um, Monday, but he reached base a couple times. Fielder's choice will walk, but he stole a bag. He scored a run. It was his uh, second double-digit fantasy point game, I believe. He's been very, very productive for way too cheap. He's $2,300. Just keep playing him for value. He's a great cash game value uh, at third base at $2,300 in this game versus Dakota Hudson that will be followed by uh, Hicks in that game. Uh, Shortstop position, you can go to Trey Turner if you want. He's going to get it going eventually. So if you want to pay for him now before he blows up and he's low-owned, Knock yourself out, but Carlos Correa in your uh, Minnesota stacks is very strong at 52 hundo. Willie Adamus is 4,400 bucks, as bad as Milwaukee's offense has been. Willie's still producing double digit fantasy points uh, a couple times, like two out of three games, I believe, or at least one, if not close to two out of three games. So Adamus at 44 is strong versus Alexander Wells. He hits lefties very, very well. Could be a good spot there. Because if you can get to Wells early, then you get to this Baltimore bullpen, which is dreadful, and you can have a lot of fun. So Adamus at 44 could be a nice low owned. Milwaukee will kind of get overlooked on this, like, they've been so bad to start. And there's some really, really good spots. But we know how good Milwaukee can be. We know how good we thought they would be coming into the season. I'm not giving up on them just yet. So, William Thomas at 44 is in play. Paul DeJong at 42. Talked about him. Gleyber Torres, 41, as well as another option for you. Uh, Jorge Mateo at 27. If you aren't using Eric Lauer and you want to punt, Mateo's getting on his stealing bags. he got a couple steals already this season. So, he could be a nice value for you. Jeremy Pena is only $2,200 his Mad Bum. as a phenomenal value. A tournament one-off, a... Cash game play, Jeremy Pena at twenty two hundred bucks. Uh, he's hit safely in two of four games this year with an extra with three extra base hits. He has double digit points in those two games. He's hit safely twenty two hundred bucks. Phenomenal value against Bub with Jeremy Pena. Outfield positions loaded. Buxton at fifty nine. Just keep playing him another month. Just missed a home run. He got a stolen base on Monday. Monster stuff from Bucks at fifty nine hundred. So keep keep rolling off that red carpet. Uh, you got Soto at fifty six. He's always worth a look. Judge. Uh, as well, but I uh, love and if you're paying above 5k. He's been my top dog on the night. Tyler O'Neill at 5k, I like a lot against Lynch. I think there's some tremendous upside there. Giancarlo at 49, it's kind of like I said last year. Yeah, Giancarlo is always about you know anywhere from like 600 to a thousand dollars cheaper than Aaron Judge. Both phenomenal plays. I always kind of roll out the cheaper guy every time with Stanton. Both really good guys though uh, when it comes to fantasy. So Stanton at 49 versus Kikuchi, uh, I like that one quite a bit. Uh, going down farther. If you are using Milwaukee, we know how Renf- Renfro has hit lefties in the past. He's forty seven hundred bucks versus Alexander Wells again. Milwaukee should get little ownership on this slate. McCutcheon's forty six versus the lefty. Mm-hmm. Someone else to keep in mind: Toronto. Han is a forty six. If you're stacking, interested. I love Nestor Cortez, but Toronto's Toronto, so never give up on Toronto. Not my favorite spot tonight, but you will never be surprised if Toronto puts up a double digit night. They're so good uh, in that situation. Chris Bryant at 4,300 bucks, he had a very solid fantasy day on Monday. So he, it's actually a value on this game, the way he's actually started out this season. As much as I hate Chris Bryant, uh, 4,300 bucks, he's got back-to-back double-digit fantasy points games. I know this was his first one because they actually updated it. But he said safely in all four games for the Rocks with two extra base hits. Seven or more fantasy points in three out of four games. So 4,300 bucks for Chris Bryant is a very, very solid. Well, Nelly, well, Nelly gets to face a lefty and Tucker Davidson of the Atlanta Braves. So Nelly Cruz at 41, big-time value there. Big, big value with Nelly Cruz. you got Duval versus the lefty at 41, but that Cruz value at 41 is pretty, pretty, pretty nice, folks. So keep that one on your radar. Drop into 4K and below. Um, you got Marcelo Zuna versus the lefty at 38. Joe Adele, 3800 bucks versus Lizardo. Uh He went deep, like I said, on Monday. He's very, very talented, getting off to a slow start. You're going to get some low ownership and enjoy it. That's all I have to say. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel at 37. Always love me some cheap Lordy. But Ben and Tandy, a monster Monday, had him at 9% roster rate on a three-game slate, put up 30 DK points as he went three for three with a dong, three ribbies, two walks, two runs. Um, he's very, very good, folks. If you listen to Ben for you know I was all over him for season long, and he's crushing it right now. He's 3600 bucks for Dakota Hudson. That's, a, that's one of the better values, even cash game viable on this slate. That's a, a really nice value for you at that position. I mentioned Brad Miller earlier at 34. It's a phenomenal value if he's leading off, which he should be, against Chad Cool. Connor Joe at 31, like him quite a bit. So there's some really good value on the slate. Too bad there's not a ton of like East pitchers to use, but really good value if you want to mix in like a monster stack. You can uh, definitely do it rather easily on this. Like Randall Gritchick's only three versus Martin Perez, yeah, Randall Gritchick's had a rough start to the season. There's no sugarcoating that, but he still has hits in back-to-back games, two out of three games. He's put up you know seven or more points in back-to-back games. He's $3,000. That's outstanding. He gets Martin Perez. Like he can bust out of that in no time. So, 3K is a great GPP price tag for a Randall Grichik. Probably wouldn't use him in cash, especially when you got guys like, you know, Connor Joe and, and others close by. But Grichik at 3K is a really solid tournament play. There tournament value because he's also hit seventh, and most people don't play guys that far down the order. So, lots of appeal with uh, Grichik at that price point in that matchup versus Martin Perez. another other than that, like Jurgen Profar at 25 in a tournament. Sure, he's you know hit a Grand Slam on Sunday, but I'm not over the moon for Profar, But he can do it from time to time. Hummel of arizona is the one that does intrigue me cooper hummel he usually leads offers righties he's 2200 bucks good good prospect for the d-backs going up against luis garcia so he could be a value for you at 22 hundo and then other than that he got like um helio ramos down here but he he sat on monday after playing on sunday he sat versus the righty he got a righty in darvish so he might sit again which really makes me wonder why the heck they called him up so we'll have to keep an eye on that one, but. He's only 2000 dollars on this slate. So yeah, check lineups to get some value, but there's plenty of good like I love Helio, but I think there's actually better value out there. Like Jeremy Payne at twenty-two, Bobby Witt at twenty-three uh for starters would be places I'd really, really uh, look to look if uh, on this slate. Recapping your pitching though, you can go to Darvish if you want it, ten one. Don't mind it, but uh Eric Lauer at 91 is a nice discount in tournaments. I think he's got some tremendous upside in his matchup. But uh, my, my main pitcher is Patrick Sandoval at seventy nine, Lazardo at seventy three, both risky and turn risky and cash. But I like the tournament appeal. Alex Cobb at seven K is my favorite pitcher on the slate. If you need to punt, Daniel Lynch is your guy. But for me, it's pretty much you know Lauer, Sandoval, Lazardo, Cobb is kind of where I want to stay for the most part. We'll see where things go when lineups come out. That can obviously change. Maybe ownership will change things as well. And you know, watch the weather. There could be potential rain in Minnesota. You know, wonderful. Build a build a place, a, a team in Minnesota without a, a state, without a roof. Outstanding stuff there, folks. But uh, stacking things up, the stacks I do like on this slate. I think Milwaukee could be sneaky. They're going to break out one of these days, and they're coming very low ownership right now. Same with Toronto against Nestor Cortez. Like Toronto and New York, both. Like they, I like New York more so against Kikuchi. You can really take advantage of Kikuchi. The, the velocity was down again this spring, which is not good for Kikuchi. So you can you can look at New York as a nice lower uh, owned play. But I think uh, Toronto is always in play. But where I would start my fun is, um, you know, Atlanta Washington game is not bad. But Dodgers Minnesota, barring the weather, that's one of my favorite spots. Just keep playing Buxton and Minnesota versus Heaney. I'm all aboard that train. But Dodgers versus is nice. Love Colorado, Texas. All in on that one. Give me some Colorado versus Martin Perez. But don't forget, like the Brad Millers and company going up against Chad uh, Cool is really big as well. And then, you know, you can look at Houston versus Mad Bum. That's always in play. So lots of really good spots. I love the game stacks in Minnesota and Texas. Love those two, those four teams right there. But you can mix and match some Milwaukee, some Washington versus Tucker Davidson, or even Atlanta versus Patrick Corbin. Uh, if you think Daniel Lynch just sucks, St. Louis will come in super low, and that's got a ton of upside. So it's a nine-game slate. With pitching as bad as it is, there is a ton of potential to do some damage on this slate. All right, nine games in and out. This is why I call it Quick Hits, folks. Again, if you can follow me on Twitter, at I'll help you out over there, or hit us up with the Fancy DJ's Discord. It is free. If You can rate and review on iTunes for LBDFS Quick Hits. I would truly appreciate it. That would help out a ton. And uh, give it a rate and review for a bench with Bubba. It would be good, too. Check out the Fantasy DGEN's YouTube channel to watch all these wonderful podcasts in video form as well. But for now, folks, we're going to wrap things up there for you. Good luck on your Tuesday. Nine-game slate. There's some early action as well, but nine-game main slate starting up at 7.05 p.m. Eastern. This was MLB DFS Quickets, your Tuesday, April 12th edition. I'm out. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.